And I'm pretty sure he's ticked some of you off. (laughs) So the next time he ticks you off, give him a high five. Why do you think I would say that? Human beings doing what human beings do for 2,000 recorded years. So John understands, as you do, I believe, that minister is a verb. Minister is a verb. Now, while it is our profession, it's also our vocation, it's also clearly our advocation. And we've got our humanness to deal with, too. So a divine calling like you have, you have fulfilled your divine calling on purpose, too, and stellarly, be it mothers, fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, teachers, nurses, doctors, drivers, servant-hearted, Neighbors. So give yourself some acknowledgement this morning on the calling that you have and what you've been called to do here on the earth and what it took, what it has taken so far for you to fulfill that. What would you say about yourself? How would you describe yourself and what it's taken for you to navigate the winds that you've navigated? Say it out loud. If you were watching a movie of yourself and you were seeing yourself as a hero, as a shero, as someone fulfilling a calling, equipped but sometimes doubting whether they were equipped, And nevertheless, nevertheless, one more day, one more step, one more foot in front of the other, one more call, one more return call, one more biting our tongue, one more not kicking and biting and scratching somebody, one more time of self-regulating, one more time of calling God's name, How would you describe yourself? Answer it out loud. Dedicated, tenacious, persistent, determined, resilient, intentional, loving, thoughtful, rational, sensible, What else? Courageous. Kind. Curious. Like even John said, intrigued. How could it be? Into the mystery of life. So this much of our life, we did okay, didn't we? This much? This much pharmaceutically enhanced. Well, maybe that much for some. 
But you know, in the big scheme of things, it's a wonder it wasn't like that. Ain't it? That anybody is sober dealing with what we get to deal with in the human form. In the wanting and the needing and the shoulding and the shouldn'ting and the I don't ever want to. It's a wonder anybody can get up and get dressed and brush teeth and comb some hair and get your sneakers on and get over here. And to do it again and again and again. And in the spirit of serving humanity. Of serving the whole. Like unity teaches that it is a holistic teaching. A teaching that says we're aware, aligned, awake to that whatever I do affects the whole. So whatever I do unto this one, I do unto you. I do unto them. So whatever I do unto this that I'm handing down to the next baby being born this afternoon. And then to the next seven generations. So what will we hand down? What will you hand down? And get excited. Get excited because then at our death time, at our time when our shelf life expires, you know, you have one. You're welcome for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just we could be at that shelf life in fullness and in wholeness and going, hey, what a shelf life. Instead of OMG, OMG would be call on my name. I'll be there. Oh, my Oh my God, oh my God. So then we'll be at that time and place looking back, regretting something, or really glad we did. So some of you that's heard me speak have heard this before, you know, imagine that this is the tomb of Martha. Here lies Martha. She had issues. Here lies Martha. She had dramas. Here lies Martha. Girl, she could complain. Complain, complain, complain. What'd that do to your spirit just hearing that? All together? Well, this is the power of what we're dealing with, just the thought, basic unity. So the thought I follow creates an experience. The thought I engage in creates a reality for me. So just in that teeny tiny little example, that thought, this is good news. So then anything that would leak off that vitality, that would leak off that determination, that resilience, that innovation, that creation, that determination, that persistence, that curiosity is false, false, false.
false, old, archaic ways of being. Just a hair above an animal. This is the reason you'd rather be with your dogs and cats than you had people. Because they're more enlightened than us. They get over things quicker. They don't bite if a growl will do. They can have pain and not be one. So we've got a lot to learn there. And then there's the rest of this, this neocortex, this large part of our brain that's seldom accessed. That says, hey, there's another option for me. In every single situation, in every single interaction, and every time I come across a knucklehead, there's another option for me. So get a sense of this. Knuckleheads go on. Knuckleheads are infinite. What if you are different? So now imagine being in the face of a knucklehead and you're not thinking falsely that they should be different than they are. Anybody ever thought that? No, they shouldn't be like that. They should be kind. I'll show them kindness. In the name of spirituality. In my holy and divine way, I'll teach them some kindness. How do you treat people when you're under the belief that they should be kinder? And they're not. How do you react? We'll call this part true confessions. Passive aggressively. That is an honest man. Somebody give him a high five. Passively aggressively. How else do you treat them when you think they should be kind and kinder and they're not? Kill them with kindness. It would often, I don't know you, I'm just talking about myself. <laughs> How does your kill them with kindness look? A little sarcasm here and there? A little bristling? A little attitude? A little bless her heart? Now, get a sense of this. I take a big, deep breath and imagine you're being born again right here, right now, today in 2018. July 2018, you were born again. It wasn't just a theory. And you're born again into a new way of being. And now they're, they're not kind. If you simply are no longer under the belief that they should be kinder, who would you be? Who would you be if you simply no longer believed the false thought that they should be kinder? Who would you be? More peaceful, calmer, more caring, freer. Say it again. Freer. 
I would be freer. Would that be okay with you? So guess who's holding your key? Guess who holds your key to freedom? You've checked into Hell Hotel. (laughs) The second you believe any should. All shoulds oppose reality. All shoulds oppose what is happening. So any should is a false should. And if I wake up to that, then I come out of that, then any should that appears, I know I've got that backwards. So they should be kinder. Backwards, then, is they're not kinder. So where's the pain in how they're being or in what you're believing? In how they're being or how you're believing? Where's the pain? Turn to somebody and say, this is good news. (laughs) This is good news. This is very good news today. I have the key to my own liberation. I have the key to my own freedom. And I have the power, moment to moment to moment to moment, to exercise another choice. And to apply these teachings. Not touting a theory about the teaching. And not operating as John said, in a theoretical understanding of the teaching. Mystified by it, but like, oh, if I actually apply this to her and her and her and her and him and her and him. So if I actually apply this, there's another way for me to be in the world. There's another life I will create for myself as I apply this. So then you'll have a thought like, traffic should flow. Fantasy or reality? Altogether, I love this part. Altogether? Let's make it a choir. Sing it. Fantasy! 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 Now you'll be in your car this week and traffic won't be flowing. And the thought will come, traffic should flow. And you can respond with, fantasy. (laughs) And then you'll have the thought, she should have called me back. (laughs) They should have invited me to their party. (laughs) Can you imagine? Now, if you go home and start doing this with people that aren't here today, (laughs) they'll think you're on a new medication or pharmaceutically enhanced. (laughs) And they'd be right. It's just that the pharmaceutical we're using is a truth teaching, a solid truth based in reality, based on direct experience and based on a spiritual maturing and an emotional maturing that as I apply this, I change my being, and as I apply this, I change my experience, and as I change this, I change the world. And as I apply this, I hand something off different to that baby being born this afternoon. And I hand something different off 
to the next seven generations. And then they'll look back on this time and say, you know, there was this small group of committed people that believed there was another way to be in the world. That applied a teaching that said, as I apply this, I create something new. I create something different. And I create something far more interesting for me. And then I'm a part of a world. that knows something about heaven on earth. Now get a sense of when you pass your tombstone here and the allure for that old way. Lead us not into the temptation of mind. Deliver us. Deliver us, for there is power, for thine is power, for thine is glory, and for thine is a better way for us to live, for me to live. And then it's either Martha had issues or Martha had ideas. Martha had complaints or Martha had contributions. Martha had dramas or Martha had determination, dreams, and a calling and a fulfilling of that. So then imagine then it's your day of passing today. Your shelf life's up. And the first thing God says to you is, how was heaven How was heaven? What would your response be? I could have had a V8. (laughs) What do you mean that was heaven? Traffic didn't flow. They didn't include me. They didn't like me. What if? Most of it goes pretty doggone well. And what if we stop talking about this part? And what if we put our focus on this part instead of this part? And we shift it out if we grew up, actually grew up a bit, and came out of this fantasy-based, three-year-old thinking that was, we innocently took on, by the way. Little kids didn't know. We're not three anymore. There's another option. And I believe we're the ones. And if somebody else could do it, they'd be here. This is in your bookstore. It's a textbook called Loving What Is. 
the workshop this afternoon is based on this teaching. And I do not call it loving what is because I do not love what is. <laughs> I do not even like what is most of the time. However, I'm rarely a victim of what is. I rarely argue with what is. And herein, friends, lies liberation. And if I could free you, you would already be free. So guess who I can free? So I'll be here this afternoon to finish me off. <laughs> and I'm in a hurry. And you come this afternoon and finish you off for your own liberation, for your own sake. And the essence of the teaching is the only suffering that exists in the whole world is when I argue with reality. When I argue with reality, I suffer. So that's the essence. So if you get the book and read it, I hope you will understand, please, that it's a textbook, not a novel, not something to read and check off in your tick box exercise that says, I read it. Because it will only work if you use it as a tool, as John said about our teaching and metaphysics and transcending this old, archaic, painful, patterned way of being. Now, I, my, my mission for my own life is to serve people who serve. So that's why I'm here today. I believe that's who you are and what you're here for. I have a vision that I believe you can hold with me. That I want our teaching to, to be received by the whole of humanity. Can you see that as a possibility? So then Martha Creek can reach this many. Then we can reach this many. And then eventually. So I have that website John referred to, MarthaCreek.com. I have a free little monthly newsletter to do this. I have um, the CD, which is out in the bookstore. And it's an hour of teaching 30 ways on how to do this. 30 practical, applicable, sensible ways on how to transform and transcend this instinctual patterned way of being. And you're welcome to it. It's in the bookstore. And I ask if you receive one of these that you give a donation or something for it because then I use the donations and go have some more made and take them to the next place. They're also the opposite of copyrighted. You, you understand then? You're welcome to copy it, duplicate it, give it away. Give it to people you like, give it to people you don't like. <laughs> leave it in a mailbox, leave it in a goodwill. Help me then co-inspire with me to get our teaching to the whole of humanity. So these are meant to be seeds. So please don't leave it stuck on a shelf or in a drawer. Please continue to seed this vision as a co-inspirator. For the, for the humanity to have our teaching also. Anything you can do in that way. And then um, I have had some guidance about putting photography out in the world 
for over 30 some years. And I've been taking pictures from all over the world. And they've been stored in all these places. And this year, they came out of storage. And somebody stepped forward and said, I'll do this. And they did. And they started having them printed on canvas and metals and greeting cards and bookmarks and magnets and that. So Martha Creek's quotes and teachings are out now in product form. And they're out in art. And they're out in metal and canvas prints. And John gave me permission to display them here today in your fellowship hall and down the hall. So I'd love you to take a little trip around that and know, receive a blessing from that photography and know that what I intend with that photography is this, that you remember what you love and you remember where you love and that you remember why you love. And then these friends of mine from high school and Cincinnati and Nashville are here. They look like my sisters, and they're not. And they'll be there to answer your questions or help you with these, anything you want to do with those. And see these in the bookstore. Now I want to give a special acknowledgement to this board. When's the last time you dedicated four hours on a Friday night and eight hours on a Saturday to something? That's the dedication they made on your behalf as a ministry, this board, this leader here. So it's a high level of commitment, and this is what they think of you. What they said is why they serve here, and that they're dedicated to this teaching, this building, this place, and this possibility for humanity to be around in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 100 years. And they're committed to that. And they believe you are too. So I want to encourage you and inspire you and thank you for what you've already done and to thank you for what you will do to ensure this particular ministry, this unity of Nashville, magnificently, wholeheartedly, keeps its, its very solid foundation just so and then some. And then to continue to go in the direction of what you're dreaming for yourselves, for your children, offsprings, new babies being born, and the whole of humanity. That this is a vortex, a radiant, radiant epicenter of the teaching. And thank you for it. And Godspeed as you continue it. Go forth and know this. See if you can repeat this. I know who I am. I know what I am. And I know how I serve. I know whose I am. And I begin again now. God bless you.
over and over I find myself thinking or saying uh, the words that Moses spoke in the Bible when he said, surely God was in this place, and I did not know it. So thank you for reminding us that this is heaven, right where we are. So breathe deep, if you would, please. In order for this to be heaven on earth, I I only need to make some choices. And whether I'm following the inspiration of Martha Creek or that other great spiritual teacher, Mary J. Blige, no more drama. No more drama. For this time and this place and this life is too good to miss a day, an hour, even a minute of. And so I choose right now to set aside all those profitless pursuits and preoccupations, petty considerations, and fear itself and at long last become willing to accept things as they are and to find some way to take delight. It's a choice for us to make, each one. And I choose that choice right now to be free and let's support each other in making the choice to be free together in the silence now
just call. Whatever the God of your understanding is named. Elohim, Buddha, Jesus, Krishna, for what is true of all the paths of peace is that the God that we know is a very present help in time of need. We are never without resource and the choice is ours. So call that name for you, but know that it is there now. This mind, this heart, this love, this thought, this energy, this good is here now in the midst of our being. The source and substance of all. Freedom. And so it is, and amen. Perfect life within me, which is God, which is God.